This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I am Dylan Hafer, and happy Monday We've made it to another week We've survived another Taylor Swift appearance at a Chiefs game I still haven't seen the Eras Tour movie. You know, I was scared to see it the first weekend that it came out because I, look, I like Taylor Swift's music. I think she's talented and a brilliant businesswoman. I don't need to be in a movie theater where people are screaming and standing and, you know, having a revelatory community experience. It's just not... um, I'm going to have that at BravoCon and I uh, <laughs> I don't need it in an AMC theater uh, with a, a bunch of 12-year-olds watching Taylor Swift. Um, and then this weekend, I, again, didn't see it. The thing, uh, Taylor, why are we not showing the movie on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? I know she doesn't want to make, you know, less money because discounted tickets during the week. <sighs> I, I guess I'll just have to watch my Bravo shows. We have a big weekend, a big week rather of Bravo. Winter House comes back tomorrow night. I will see. Beverly Hills comes back Wednesday night. I'm very excited for that. I think I'm getting more and more excited as we go. You know, I I, I really was skeptical about this season. And then now that it's here, what am I supposed to pretend I don't want to watch Real Houses of Beverly Hills? It's exciting. It's a, it's our, you know, our blue chip stock and they're back today. Of course, we have the Real Housewives of New York reunion part one to talk about. And I was for the most part, pretty pleased with this extended hour long episode. Okay. Maybe I'm going to be talking out of both sides of my mouth here. I was mostly happy with this episode, but at the same time, why was this not a 43-minute episode? When I pressed play and saw that with no commercials or anything, it was 59 minutes. Maybe this is just on, on Peacock. I guess they're doing the extended uncensored. I like the uncensored. I like to hear Bryn say fuck. I don't need the extended for everything. I feel like if any season gives two-part reunion, both normal-length episodes... It's this season of Roni, and that's okay. But alas, 59 minutes. I'll get more into that in a second. But first, I want to talk about what's going on with Girls Trip. And there's a few layers to this. First of all, watch what happens live last night, Dorinda and Luann. Now, I'm a logical person sometimes. When it was announced that Dorinda and Luann were going to be on Watch What Happens Live together... You know, 
they've filmed a season of Ultimate Girls Trip that's supposed to be coming out in December that they're both on. I'm like, okay, great. We're going to get them on Watch What Happens Live. We're going to get an announcement, a sneak preview, a, a clip, a trailer, a, a reveal, a something. You guys, we got nothing. All we got was Luann playing some game where Andy asks about her fellow castmates and she has to answer the questions in song. I don't need to hear Luann singing on Watch What Happens Live, especially improvised, made up, fakes, like, oh God. All we learned from this game was that Ramona was the hardest on the staff and the most nightmare about picking her room. Surprise, surprise. And that Dorinda allegedly brought the best clothes. Cool. I'm so I can't, can't wait to watch. I just don't understand. I have to imagine that this Watch What Happens Live pairing is perhaps a combination of a, I mean, maybe the fact that all of the new Roni women have been on Watch What Happens Live too much at this point. But also, guys, the actor strike, I don't think we are talking enough about how much the actor strike affects Watch What Happens Live. Because think about all those other late night talk shows, The Tonight Show, you know, Fallon, Kimmel, Colbert. Seth Meyers, all of those shows, the whole time the writer's strike was happening, those shows were were dark. They weren't happening. They weren't airing. They weren't having to book guests on their episodes. Watch What Happens Live is under a different production contract. You know, it's not a WGA show the same way that these other late night shows are. So they have kept going this whole time. And since July... They have not been able to have on any actors that are promoting movies, TV shows, which if you look at a normal Watch What Happens Live schedule from from past seasons, that is a decent chunk of the people they are having on. Of course, they have housewives. Of course, they have, you know, other television personalities and, you know, m- music personalities and you know they've got Reba and they've got Matt Rogers they've got Z-Way promoting her book but guys it's it's a struggle the actors are are going back to the negotiating table tomorrow and I just I mean for for many more important reasons I'm hoping that they can get the deal they need and deserve but for watch what happens live we got to get the movie stars back in the clubhouse (laughs) Because I can't watch Dorinda and Luann spend 30 minutes telling us nothing about Ultimate Girls Trip and saying that they didn't love Jenna Lyons' jeans. Come back on the show when you have something to talk about. 
Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal t-shirts. I love a black t-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50% modal. It's lightweight. It's breathing. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot mention to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com mention. But speaking of girls' trip and and something to talk about, Dorinda is is uh, you know adjacently in the news for the season of Ultimate Girls Trip that she hosted at Bluestone Manor because Marco, who you may remember as the the butler who appeared on that season two of Ultimate Girls Trip, has sued Bravo, claiming that he was sexually abused during filming of the show. He's suing Bravo for sexual abuse and harassment, claiming the network has a history of condoning inappropriate behavior from its stars, and he's asking for damages. And this situation goes back to one of the nights at Bluestone Manor. There was a a striptease of sorts, um, and he claims in the suit that during, it was in September 2021, Phaedra Parks slapped his butt and Brandy Glanville ripped his shirt off, uh, exposing his torso. Quote, 
earn your money, Marco. Take your shirt off. Do something, Glanville allegedly told him as she yanked his shirt off. And he alleges that the incidents occurred after a striptease show that took place at Medley's Bluestone Manor. And once the fun ended from the show, he said producers encouraged him to, quote, go over and get the women dancing. He further claimed the events caused a strain in his marriage after his wife got very upset over what had happened. This was reported by TMZ on Friday. Phaedra's reps reached for comment from page six, said, quote, she is traveling and unavailable for comment. Meanwhile, Brandy Glanville's rep told page six, quote, she has the utmost respect for Marco. Anything that occurred on the set that evening was requested by the producers and approved by Marco Vega himself. (sighs) Yeah, he has also, Marco has previously sort of told this story on his own social media. Uh, Last year, somebody asked him about his experience doing the show, and he said he, quote, didn't really connect with any of the ladies and was, quote, forcibly stripped and said that he was not happy. He did, however, say at that time that Dorinda specifically was extremely kind to him. This is an interesting situation. It's a very specific encounter. It sounds like that's being sort of called into question. And the the fact that it is something that was sort of presented on the show like it was the evening's entertainment, watching it, it was maybe a little unclear where... Marco's willing participation started and ended. And I think that's obviously that's kind of what's being, you know, questioned in this lawsuit. But this is something that I I don't think we think about very much with people that appear on these shows that are not part of the main cast. People that are hired as entertainment or support staff or performers or anything like that they're still being brought into the environment of production for the show. And so I'm curious, I don't, I don't know very much about for somebody in Marco's position, what is the job that they're being hired for? What is, what are the expectations? What are they agreeing to versus in the moment, a producer being like, Hey, this is going well, like go talk to the women, go do blah, 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 get them dancing, get, you know, everybody have a drink. Like, I don't, I don't know exactly where those boundaries lie. And obviously for Marco and for anybody else in that position, you shouldn't feel like you're being made to do something that you're uncomfortable with at a job that you've been hired for. And so I think if anything, I mean, obviously, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stand, sit here and say like, oh, Phaedra and Brandy have nothing to apologize for because, quite frankly, it's a little unclear. But it does seem like something that production should really have a clear handle on, and that if they need somebody to come in and be a stripper, hire a stripper. Don't be like, oh, but- Butler, come on, do a dance for us. I mean, I'm not going in and doing a dance for you. I do think this is, it's it's a particularly interesting situation because this was seemingly mostly on camera. Um, So you can go back and watch it. It's not something that happened, you know, the next day or behind closed doors or, you know, after the cameras had gone away. 
but it, you, you know, it raises these questions and we're in this kind of era of questions being raised and lawsuits and the whole debate over kind of the role that production plays and maybe things that they're doing deliberately to make the environment more reactive or more toxic, some might say. Um, you know, I would love to know if if Marco has been in contact with Bethany. Um, not, you know, not accusing anyone of anything, but it wouldn't shock me. But yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't love this, this statement from Brandy is um is not doing much for me <laughs> to say that anything that occurred was requested by the producers and approved by Marco himself i mean she's calling him a liar essentially not only is she not you know addressing her potential role in the situation she's blaming production and then being like well yeah like everything was fine with marco at the time I don't know. I just don't get if you're Brandy and you're already in hot water for for maybe ruining uh, a completely different season of Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. Maybe when the second one comes up for review, maybe you should just be like a little more careful in choosing your wording. Or maybe you should go the Phaedra Parks route and just say that you're traveling and unavailable for comment. I think Brandy might might benefit from taking up that strategy a little bit more. Uh, Meanwhile, that Morocco season of Girls Trip uh, still very much up in the air. Uh, BravoCon next week, I'm not expecting to get any answers because uh, the entire cast of that season it will not be in attendance. Uh, so, you know, TBD in perpetuity on what's happening there. Um, but, you know, I, I'm sorry that Marco didn't have a good experience filming that show, and I hope that they can come to uh, an understanding that works for him and for everyone involved. And obviously people should not be forced to do things that make them uncomfortable. Um, except maybe for the Roni women sitting down at this reunion and answering some questions because everybody's a little on edge. Most of all, the energy coming from Uba at this reunion is a curious thing. I saw a lot of, uh, a lot of conversation on social media, a lot of debate about kind of maybe going into this reunion. Uba saw some of the the comments and the criticism about how she handled this season and specifically how she seemed reluctant to really get too deeply involved with the, the stuff that was going on in the group. Um, and she certainly seems to be coming into this reunion a little bit hotter. We start with some text screenshots that she was sending in the days leading up to the reunion she's calling she's calling Aaron Karen she seems to have an issue with Jenna sort of out of nowhere it's always puzzling when a housewife comes into a reunion with seemingly pretty different energy than they had during the filming of the season because that can happen for any number of reasons. I think one thing that I am always most interested to talk to Bravo celebrities and housewives about is kind of the experience of reliving the season as it's airing with new information, you know, confessionals from people that you weren't aware of, scenes that people filmed that you weren't privy to, 
And then the social media conversation, both from within the cast and from the the viewer community. I think that's super interesting. And so obviously that can lead to some some shifts in feelings and relationships. But it feels with Uba like there is a specific... I, I mean, spiciness is... I don't know. I don't want to be like, <laughs> you know, making Uba hot puns over here. But she she's coming in hot in a way that feels not just surprising, but a little bit confusing. I'm interested. It seems like in part two where she really is in a strange space energetically. So I'll be curious to get into that next week, but you know, just kind of put a pin in that, I guess. But you know, right away, Andy's asking Aaron about what it's like to work with Frederick And she's like, oh, well, you know, he's exactly what you get on TV. And Uba's like, oh, you mean unlike Jenna, who acts so different when she's on camera? It's like, wait, sorry, what? We're talking about Aaron's, like, interior design business. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. There's a lot of back and forth 
in this episode. And I think maybe that's appropriate for how this season felt, where there weren't kind of these massive, you know, one-on-one feuds that really need to be worked through. It's kind of like a this group is going through the phases of kind of feeling out this process together. But yeah, there's there's a few kind of overarching things happening. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of talk about Jenna and just kind of her, you know, experience of life. Um, seeing her be open about her mom, I think is super emotional and really this group overall has a lot of a lot of tough mom dynamics of course multiple of these women are dealing with the loss of their mothers you know Sai had a super complicated relationship with her mom jenna had a complicated relationship with her mom bryn you know that's something that she's always dealing with so i like seeing conflict aside that these women can really relate to each other and feel for each other and be there. And I think that was a strength of this season. I mean, a lot of this season was spent kind of getting to know each other. And it does feel like in a conversation like that, it's, it's nice to see like, you know, Jenna has overcome her own fears about how she was going to be as a mom, but Bryn doesn't have kids yet. And so she's still dealing with those fears and seeing you know, Aaron and everyone encouraged Jen, encouraged Bryn that that's going to be something that she will, will get through. That's really nice. <laughs> but, but then, uh, but then when Sai says that she's broken inside, but she wants people to see happiness. So she masks it with humor. And Andy asks if she thinks that it lands and she's like, yeah, I do. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And I think, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of tough moments for Sai at this reunion. Specifically, I think the whole conversation about Uba's relationship and you know, in the finale we talked last week about Bryn's ill-timed reveal that Uba is dating a guy from Connecticut and how Uba clarifies that she is annoyed at Sai for telling her business too prior to that party. But Sai is mad at Bryn specifically for saying the Connecticut part on camera because she wouldn't have said that on camera. And Sai says that Bryn should have known better than to repeat any of it, whether she specified that it was a secret or not. But then Sai also apologizes for blaming Bryn so much. And, you know, Bryn actually gets emotional. The fact that they basically haven't spoken to each other in six plus months since they wrapped filming the show because Sai was so angry at her for this situation with Uba was talking about it on podcasts was talking about it in interviews and social media and then Sai at the reunion is kind of like oh well you know I am sorry that I and Bryn's like if you're sorry that you reacted in this way then why have you spent the last six months ignoring me and talking about it publicly and Sai's like well now we're here talking about it and I think that's that's an interesting thing that I pick up on in this cast with there are certain of them that are clearly spending time together, talking, building these relationships off camera. 
And whether or not that's, you know, for optics, for social media, XYZ, whatever, at a certain point, it doesn't really matter. If you're spending time together, you're spending time together. If there's an ulterior motive, okay, that plays a part. That's why you're, you know, setting a lunch date, but you're still eating lunch with that person. You're getting to know them. You're spending time together. But it feels like with a relationship like Cy and Bran, that why are we going to act like now there's this kind of big emotional moment when if Sai actually was feeling some type of way about the way that she treated Bryn, that conversation doesn't wait six months to happen at the reunion because you're seeing each other at the photo shoot. You're seeing each other at the party. You're seeing each other at this, that, and the other thing. And it feels kind of too little, too late almost to get to the reunion and be like, you know, I do feel bad for that because it just makes it seem pretty transparently that it's only for the show and it's only for what you're going to get out of the friendship on camera. And Bryn is like, you know, I have a thousand friends, so I don't really, it's okay. Honestly, I, I, I'm curious whether or not, Sai has another season in her. I know she's been kind of the most maligned on social media, at least recently. I I sort of tend to think that anybody in this cast who is down to do another season would get asked back just kind of as a formality. You know, it's a first season. I think I could see them kind of valuing consistency over every single person being a star performer in their own right. But when you have a dynamic like that with Cy and Bryn, where Bryn is basically saying, you know, I think I'm good. We just don't see eye to eye. I don't need whatever your version of friendship is. I have my other friends. I'm good. That doesn't spell longevity to me when you're talking about a show like this. And I think that Bryn's position on the cast is much more stable than size. And so, you know, I don't think most people want to see another season of the Cy and Aaron show. And, you know, seeing how much of a fan favorite Jessel has turned out to be this season, I think she would be in the power position. And I don't think Aaron's going anywhere. But to me, out of this cast, it feels like Sai and probably Jenna are the two most likely not to return. Except for Jenna, I think it's very much like a, I don't need to do another season of this kind of decision. Whereas for Sai, I just am not sure I really see it happening for her. I don't know. I don't know. I thought the Jessel stuff was super interesting. I'm I'm assuming we're going to get some more of it next week. But Sai says that, or Jessel says that Aaron and Sai, you know, spent the season insinuating or implying that Pavit was cheating on her. Um, you know, we see some flashbacks of them talking about him going to Vietnam and, oh, if I had, hadn't had sex for a year and a half, X, Y, Z. Aaron is super adamant that she never said that Pavit was cheating on Jessel, but I think this <laughs> I think this is where it's important to specify that there's a difference between implying or insinuating that something might be happening and accusing someone of doing that thing. And I think that 
Aaron and Sai were never out here saying like, I heard that Pavit is cheating on Jessel or there's evidence or they weren't really spreading a rumor. They were talking around it in a way that was kind of suggestive and implicative. Like I think implying is the exact right word for that. And I understand why watching the show Jessel felt like that was what they were doing. And so I think, you know, maybe this is a situation where the intent is less important than the impact. But to be honest, I'm not even sure the intent was really (laughs) all that positive to begin with. They were being catty. They were talking about her relationship. And, you know, it is what it is. And Sai saying, oh, you know, you're right. I shouldn't have commented on your relationship and your sex life. But from my perspective, it just it didn't seem like you guys have much of a connection. But you're right. I shouldn't have commented on it. Girl. Now, I know that you didn't think you were going to get away with that. <laughs> Hearing her. <laughs> it's so It's so damn manipulative. And hypocritical because it's like, why are you, why are you saying anything? Andy's like, you just did. And to say, I I mean, it's one thing to say, oh, that's a long time to not have sex. Or, oh, you girl, you gotta, you know, you gotta get that sex life back on track. That's the kind of thing that a friend would say to be like, girl, come on, let's get it together. But to say that they, from her perspective, it didn't seem like they have a connection. That is some deep, hurtful shit. Because I don't think, you know, Jessel was not making any kind of, you know, illusion that her sex life was great. That was something that she was open about. But she never said that she didn't have a connection with her husband. And if anything, watching the show, I think over the course of the season, we learned more about what their connection with each other looked like. And maybe it doesn't look like every other couple. Maybe it doesn't look like exactly what Sai or Aaron would, you know, choose for themselves or would are used to. I'm not sure that's such a terrible thing. But to say that a, a married couple that you're claiming to be friends with doesn't have a connection is pretty that's tough and you know I think that's going to be tough for them to come back from and that's kind of another strike against Sai I think within this group that Aaron I think is a little bit better at holding her ground and apologizing when she feels like she needs to and it's that kind of like check yourself before you wreck yourself instinct you know, earlier Aaron apologizes for dragging Jenna so hard about going separately to Anguilla. And Jenna says that this is a conversation that they have already had with each other when the show was airing. I think Aaron has that instinct of let me not go so far over the edge that I can't pull it back. And I think that that's really what Sai is lacking. And both with Bryn and with Jessel, it seems like she has just kind of kicked it a little too far and isn't reeling it in enough. So 
you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens next week. Uh, we got one more week of this Roni reunion. Um, but overall, part one, it could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. And uh, I think that says a lot. But until next time, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.